All right, we're back in it. I hope everyone had a nice break for the for Sukkot. And now it's time to shnag. We have six months ahead of us. Looking forward. All right, so uh, two points here in the run. One small point in Dibra Maskal Beishama in Tosfos. And then we're starting the unbelievable sugya of Shavakasef. So in the run, let's start seeing the run together. The run source one on the source sheet. The run says as follows. Ha'isha Niknis the Baila. A woman is acquired to her husband, and the meaning to say that when she wants to go ahead and have a new relationship, get married to someone else, there we necessitate that she gets a get. She has to get a divorce document. Now, to contrast this to Rashi, when Rashi says Ha'isha Niknis, Rashi just says Ha'isha Niknis the Baila. Period. The Ran goes ahead. And says, adds an extra three words, to necessitate from him a get. Now, what's the implication of the fact that he added these three words? The Ran went out of his, out of his way to do so, right? The Ran, a lot of what the Ran does is he quotes Rashi verbatim. You'll see if now you have an Uzvahadar Gemara, the Uzvahadar actually puts in bold in the Ran where is Rashi who's speaking. So if you're like me, you have an old-time Gemara, we don't have it, so you have to know the Rashi. But if you don't, if you if you have a modern Gemara, you'll see that Rashi is actually bolded in the Uzvahadar. So that means that the Ran went out of his way. The Ran's explanation on the commentary on the Gemara is based off of Rashi, and yet he goes out of the way, right? He had to add an extra three words. Why is that? So I want to propose as follows. We had a Chakiro. We had two approaches to explain what the nature of Kedushin was. Is Kedushin really just an acquisition? But since it's acquisition, which results in exclusive rights, those exclusive rights definitionally create a prohibition to other people. But if we're going to say, what's the chicken and what's the egg, we start with an acquisition, but it results in the Isser, the prohibition. But the crux of Kedushin is making an acquisition. That was the stance that we explained of Rashi, of the Rambam, that was one camp. The other camp was that of the Ra'a. The Ra'a was of the opinion that really the crux of everything is creating a prohibition. But now that you've created a prohibition and that you're the only one who has the ability to utilize these rights, that gives you, that grants you certain uh, dominion over that aspect. So the Kenyan is a result of the Isra. The Kenyan is a result of the prohibition. So my assumption here is the fact that the Ran is stressing the aspect of the prohibition, that what I'm meaning to say, he's not focusing on the retaining the rights that were given over, he's focusing on the fact that we have to do something to gain access to permissibility to others. The Ran's focusing on the fact that there was a prohibition created, and the process of Gerishin, of Get, is to get rid of that prohibition. So it would seem to me here that this is a big proof to explain in the stance of the Ran that the crux of Kedushin is creating the prohibition as opposed to creating the Maisekinian. That's what I would see from these first, this first statement in the Ran. Now the Ran, just for lack of time, we're not going to read through all of it. I want to make sure we have enough time for when we get to Sheva Kesef. But the Ran goes ahead and he explains to us what is it, what's the reason why we have the order that we do. We have Kesef, Shtar, and Bia stated in the Mishnah. Really, we asked... And we just start with Bia. Bia is explicit in the Psukim. And at least when it comes to when it comes to Shtar, Shtar is a Hekish, the of a Haisa, that is alluded to in the Pasuk itself. But when it comes to Kesif, it's Xer Shava, it's not even mentioned in its place. We have to go ahead and jump to a different parsha, say Ephraim, or it's totally something which has nothing to do with it, it's just pure logic. Um from in the case of the Odin Zevish, case of the Odin Acher, we'll see later on in the Gemara. But the most explicit thing, the only thing that's explicit in the Chumash is Bia. That Bia is a means of Kenyan. So why did the Gemara, the Med Mishnah, go ahead and state the word of the Kenyanim? As case of Shtar and Bia, really it should have been stated, at least with Bia being the first, and since that's the only one that's explicit in the Psukim. So the Rand goes ahead and says, the reason why that's not true is because really, what did the Gemara, the Mishnah, Express it expressed which Kenyan, which form of ownership of acquisition was the most common. So the most common form of acquisition when it comes to getting married is through Kesef. And therefore it's stated Kesef first. And the next common, the next most common 
is shtar, is comparable to, it's comparable to kesef in a certain way. My assumption is because every star comes along with it uh, an obligation, is chayvus for money in the future. And then the third one is the kinimbiya, because it's the least common way. So if you're going to ask the Ran, why did we express the kinimbiya in that order, we expressed in the most common to the least common. Now that part of the Ran is pretty straightforward. The issue that I have with the Ran is that when the Ran expresses the Seifa, the order of the Seifa, the Kinnis Atzma, so what happens? We first have Get, and then we have Misa Sabal. So now, ask the Ran, why do we have Get before Misa Sabal? So the first answer of the Ran is because Get's explicit in the Psukim. Get's explicit. So since Get's explicit, we wrote it first. So now, that's very interesting. We need to say that the Ran is assuming that if something's explicit, that's a reason to put it first. Yet, even though Bia is explicit, nonetheless, that's not a reason to put it first. So, against our will, we're pushed into a corner here. It seems like a contradiction. Being written first is a basis to... Being written, I'm sorry, explicitly in the Chumash is a, re, is a basis to prioritize your order in the Mishnah. According to the Rish, it seems like not. According to the Sefer, it seems like, yeah. So how do we address that contradiction? So it seems like by hook or by crook, we're going to have to say there's a priority. That when it comes to... The, we have two different reasons why we would prioritize something, why we put something before in the Mishnah. We have one reason is the how common are you? How common are you? The other reason is are you explicit in the Chumash? Now it seems just from the strength of the question that the prioritization of commonality seems to trump that of... Something's explicit. So Bia, even though it's explicit, since we have something, an impetus, a push, which is stronger, it's more important to us, it's a high priority to express that, which is more common. So we write Bia first, even though, we write Kesef, I'm sorry, first, even though Bia is explicit in the Psukim. But when we don't have a clear direction of what's more common, Get or Misa Sabal, so therefore, we write Get first, even though, even though it's, explicit in the psukim because it's explicit in the psukim now this is in a general this is bothersome because my assumption is that more people don't get divorced than do get divorced so if that's true the majority of people are actually going to not be married anymore due to Misa Sabal and not due to Get but maybe that's I'm not sure to answer that question we need to say that it seems like uh, that would be a reason then to write Mises Abal first, according to his answer. So if that's true, then it seems like there's a steer in the run. That steer in the run, I don't know how to answer. That's a question. If anyone, please, if you have some way to address this, that would be very helpful and much appreciated. Now let's see Tosis real quick, Beishamai. Tosis says, B'meseches idios, Tani lagabi kulu Beishamai b'chomi b'eselel. So in Mesechus Idios, it was taught that Beishamai necessitating a dinar in order to create a chalos kedushin is a leniency of Beishamai and a stringency of Beishelil. Now, yes, Tisvis, va'afal gav di kibla kedushin me'acher, even if she was to be, accept a kedushin from someone else, Beishamai lechumra, miu lav lahachim itchel, kedamin biyumah ki itchel inin agmel chabashim. What's that mean to say? So Tosis asks as follows: Masechus Edius was taught in regards to Kulei Shamai and Chulmei Beischilam. Now, how could it be then that Beischamai is a Kula? It's a leniency. Why is Beischamai a leniency in Kedushin? Beischamai, if anything, necessitates more money. So I would think it's a stringency. So my assumption is that Beischamai is a leniency because, in regards to her being able to get married to someone else, someone gives her money. And says, Hariyat Mikudash, and she took it. Can she get married to someone else now? So Beishamai is more lenient than Beishelel. According to Beishelel, the answer is no. If that which was given to her is more than a Sheva Pruta. But according to Beishamai, the answer is yes, unless it was more than a dinar. So that whole range of money that was given between a, din- a Pruta and a dinar, according to Beishelel, you have to be Machmer. And according to Beishamai, you can be Makel and allow her to marry someone else. Now, yes, Tosfus, if that's true, but what if she accepts Kedushin from someone else? 
does she need a get from that person if she wants to get remarried? Meaning to say, right now, Reuven came to this lady and gave her two prutas. According to Beis Hillel, they're married. According to Beis Shammai, they're not married. Now, comes along Shimon and goes ahead and gives her a dinar. So according to Beis Hillel, that second guy did absolutely nothing. According to Beis Shammai, that guy just was Makadashar. And therefore, it comes out the opposite. The Beis Hillel, in regards to the second guy, is a leniency. And Beis Shammai, in regards to the second guy, is a stringency, because he necessitates a get from the second guy, and Beis Hillel doesn't. So it comes along, Tesis, and says, We weren't asking in that regard. When we're asking for the proper shear over there and how much do you have to eat in order to transgress the prohibition of, of eating on Yom Kippur in order to be Chayiv Krisus, now we're asking according to Ogmal Chabashan, maybe the amount is different. Meaning to say that when the Gemara makes a suggestion, when the Gemara makes some kind of statement, it's always you have to qualify in regards to what is that statement being said. So a lot of times we go ahead, most of the times when we ask questions in learning, we ask a contradiction between two different sources. Now, how do we go ahead and resolve that contradiction? We qualify. This statement was said in regards to topic X, and that statement was said in regards to topic Y. And since they're talking about two different discussions, therefore the two statements are not contradictory. And that's the explanation. So this thesis is a good source that if you ever want to know that it seems like when things seem contradictory, that Chazal, when they express it in halachos, they express it in a way in regards to the topic at hand. And even though that's true, sometimes it seems like it, that doesn't carry weight across the board. The answer is, you're right, it doesn't. Because they're talking in regards to a specific topic as opposed to making just a uh, big general, uh, general principle. This is a good thesis to keep in your pocket just as a source for such an idea when you're going through Shas and session. So now that we told us all these two sources, let's go ahead and journey through this sugya of Shavakasa. What I want to do as a means of approaching this is I actually want to read both the Ran and the Tesis together, line by line. I think that'll be the most productive. And make, you know, whatever statements we have and whatever tradition, whatever questions are going to come out from it, let's do it during that process. All right? So let's start. Says Tesis, Bepruta or Besheva Pruta? Yes, Tesis Tema. This is astonishing. The statement of the Gemara is astonishing. The Mishnah is astonishing. Why? The Mishnah should have only expressed that there's a Kenyan through a Sheva Pruta. Like it's taught in a Mishnah in the fourth paragraph of Amatziah. There are five different Prutas, expressions where Pruta has a significance. Admittance when it comes to different claims in Beistin. Also, a lady can get married through a Sheva Pruta. And there we see that when it comes to the expression of the Mishnah telling us how a woman gets married, the way that the Mishnah decided to do it was through an expression of Sheva Pruta. And in a certain way, that's logical, right? Because in every Sheva Pruta, let's say you would talk about the coins, you give a Pruta itself. A Pruta has within it a Sheva Pruta, right? It's worth a Pruta. So if we want to say the most accurate form of how we're going to go ahead and create a Kenyan, the way we would go ahead and do that is express that the, that you can acquire someone with a Sheva Pruta. So obviously if that works, you could use the coin as well. So in order to answer that question, this says as follows. We could answer as follows. Really, all we wanted to do, go ahead here and do is teach Kesef. That Kesef is a valid means of Kenyan Eishas. But now that we did that, Mefarish Be'ez a Kesef. The Mishnah went ahead and explains which type of Kesef. Dina the Be'ez Shammai, Upruta the Be'ez Hillel. Ulefishilo Nita Loimar Kesef Dafka Veloy Sheva Kesef. Now what's going to happen? Now that the Mishnah went ahead and said that according to Be'ez Shammai you need a Dina and according to Be'ez Hillel you need a Pruta, we might think that the Mishnah is being specific that you actually need the real coin, and that Sheva Kesef wouldn't work. Why would we think that? Because we derive, And there, in regards to Efrain, it says Kesef explicitly in the Chumash, right? 
So we might think that Kesef was specific in regards to Gerushin. Therefore, so we don't make that mistake, Mefara Sheva Kesef. So that's Tosa's answer. Why do we say Kesef is Sheva Kesef in the Mishnah, Pruta is Sheva Pruta? We want to say really just the general Kenyan of Kesef. Now that we said the general Kenyan of Kesef, we told you we got more specific, Machlokis Beishamai Beishilil. But now that we told you the Machlokis Beishamai Beishilil, don't think Kesef is specific because we extrapolate that from Xerah Shava of Stay Ephron or use specifically Kesef and not Sheva Kesef. Therefore, the Mishnah added also Sheva Kesef as well. Now comes along Tosfos. He strokes his beard, and he says as follows: Vim toimar. And if you're going to ask, Umanolun de sheve kesef kekesef. How do we know that sheve kesef is tantamount to kesef itself? Just because something has a monetary value means that it's just as usable as money itself. Dahalakamon mi baileikrol gabi eved ivri yoshiv the rabbis sheve kesef kekesef. How we see later on in regards to the acquisition of an evidivri that you need to go ahead and bring a pasuk yoshiv in order to sell, tell us that he can be acquired with sheva kesef the same way he could be acquired with kesef itself. ben, and similarly when it comes to pidina ben dechsiv be kesef, it also has a specific pasuk that you can accomplish pidina ben with pesach with kesef. Avalma the common, but yet the Gemara says later on adav that Rav Kahana would accept a sudra, a scarf, as a form of Pidina Ben. So even though he wasn't receiving a coin, he wasn't receiving currency, he was receiving an object of value. How did he know to do that? How could he prove that? Meaning to say, we have other places in Shas where we have a Kenyan Kesef that works. And yet, even though we have a Kenyan Kesef that works, we need to bring a source to tell us that Sheva Kesef also works. So inasmuch as that's true, why would Kedushan be any different? The same way that Eved Ivri and Pidin Abin need a source, whereas the way the same way Pidin the same way that Eved Ivri necessitates a source, so then Kedushan and Pidin Abin should also need a source to allow Sheva Kesef Kekesef. That's Tosis' question here. So now Tosis gives in partially to the question. He says, However, when it comes to the first parak of Shuas, Tarash Klal Patakal, we see that when it comes to Midabemiktas, a partial admittance that Sheva Kesef also is tantamount to Kesef through an extrapolation of Klal Pratakal. However, when it comes to Erechin, when a person sanctifies his worth as pre-described, predetermined in the Chumash, he wants to give that to Besamikdash. So there it says Kesef, the Hektish Nami, and also when it comes to any Kodshim, to Tanan Gabi Hamaktish Sadeu, that when it says you sanctify your field to give it over as a monetary asset to the Beis HaMikdash, Shektish Nifta Bekesef is Sheva Kesef, that you could redeem any of them with money or with a, something of a monetary value. O Menalan de Sheva Kesef Kesef, in both those cases, Erich and Hektishus, how do we know that? How did the Mishnah know that you're able to go ahead and redeem it with Sheva Kesef? So now Tosis gives in also here. Umiyu, however, When it comes to Hektish, it's also possible that we expound a Klal Pratoklal. That which Hektish, something which is sanctified, is not redeemed with Karka, it's not redeemed with land, like we say in the fourth Berk of Amatziah. And this is what it says. Hektish cannot become chulin again, it can't become mundane again through a redemption of karka. Why? Because the Torah necessitated an asinas kesef, giving over money specifically. And therefore, when it comes to hektish, that's exeris akasev, that's a pasuk, that we can't get around. And later on, we also say, that you can't redeem hektish with a star. But still, the question stands strong when it comes to Kedushin Ve'erichin. Menolin Kesef Kekesef. This is the million dollar question. How did the Mishnah know? Right? So if you got lost in the words of Tesfis, the, there was a few tangents here. We talked about different places in Shas where Sheva Kesef is also utilized and Tesfis challenged those places as well. And for some of those, Hektish, he came again long and gave an answer how we know Shevek Kesef Kesef. 
But at least with regards to Kedushin, for our sake, and Erechen also, Tosus is still bothered. What's the source that Sheva Kesef's Kesef? Comes along Tosus, V'yish Leymar, D'yalfinin me Ebed Ivri. Tosus says, you know where I'll tell you we learn it from? We learn it from Ebed Ivri. The same way Ebed Ivri is able to be acquired through Kesef, and we have a Pasuk Yashiv to tell me Sheva Kesef Kesef. So once it's true that we see that when the Torah says Kesef by Eved Ivri, it's not specific, Yashiv told me even other modes, so too I can extrapolate that to Kedushin. Now, Chas Shalom to say that someone's wife is an Eved, Chas Shalom, but to understand how we could extend that, that's what we're going to get to later on, we said towards the end of Tesos. But if we're going to ask Kilo, the, the basic structure of Tesos, Tesos comes along and asks, how can we mention Kesef at all in the Mishnah, we should just say Sheva Kesef. Tosus says we're interested in teaching that Kinyan Kesef works, but once we got into the details of Kinyan Kesef, we told you Beishamai Beishelo, we didn't want you to think it was specific due to the extrapolation from the Gzeira Shelva Kicha Kicha and the incident with Ephraim. Therefore, we told you also Sheva Kesef. I, how do we know Sheva Kesef even works? Maybe Kesef specific? Tosus says it's a puzzle. We derive it from Eved Ivri, the fact that Eved Ivri, it says Yashiv to include other means of monetary value, not just currency. Now Tosus wants to go ahead and challenge his previous answer. Vim Tamar. And if you want to say, Vahab Gabi Nazikin Namik Siv Kosev Kro Kesiv Yashiv Lebaalov. In regards to Nazikin damages that someone incurred upon someone else, the Torah writes a puzzle, Kesiv Yashiv Lebaalov. That you should return the money to its owners of Dashinim and we expound in the first parak, the first chapter of Avakama, Yoshiv the Rabbi Sheva Kesef There it says Yoshiv. Why does it say Kesef Yoshiv? You should return. It says that word Yoshiv to tell us that you can give even Sheva Kesef to make that payment. Vimkain, if that's true, we have another pasuk of Yoshiv by Nezikin in addition to that of Eved Ivri. We have what? We have Eved Ivri and Ezekiel or something called Shnei Ksuvah Ma'inka Echdod. The concept of Shnei Ksuvah Ma'inka Echdod is as follows. Usually, we would assume that there's rules. The Torah says there's Kedushin. Kedushin works through Kesef. Now, unless I know otherwise, I'll assume that Kedushin works through Kesef because that that's what the Torah said. But, if I'm able to find in the Chumash a different place where the Torah says Kesef, and yet the Torah goes out of its way and says, you know what, even though we necessitate Kesef here, nonetheless, if you give Shava Kesef, that actually works. So now, if that's an exception, inasmuch as that was stated once, it was only said once, and we have no reason, there's no logical reason to say that it should be limited to here, so then, We'll expound and say, you know what, that's a universal rule. The same way Eved Ivri necessitates Kesef, and yet we see there's a Pasuk Yashiv to tell us that Sheva Kesef is just as good. So there's no reason to think that would be a principle which is unique to the acquisition of an Eved Ivri. Therefore, we'll tell you that that's true across the board. The, the, just here, in Eved Ivri, that's where the Torah chose to reveal that principle. But if the Torah goes out of its way and says, you know what, Eved Ivri, you can give Sheva Kesef Yashif. Now, if that principle was a principle which I could extend across the board, so it comes along the Chumash and says, you know what? By Nezikin, by damages, you can also give Sheva Kesef, you can give something of a monetary value in lieu of currency. Why does the Torah have to do that? Why would the Torah need to go ahead and write second, a second time that you could use Sheva Kesef? If it's a universal principle, just to rely on the Yashif that was written by Eved Ivri. You don't have to rewrite it in regards to Nezikin. By virtue of the fact that the Torah felt like it had to rewrite it, reveals to us that the first time it said it by Eved Ivri is not a principle. It was an exception. And therefore, each time there's an exception, that's when the Torah is going to have to tell us specifically that you should know. Whenever it says Kesef, Kesef specific. Aye, we wrote Yoshev in regards to Eved Ivri. We wrote Yoshev in regards to Nezikin. We had to write it twice to tell you that each one of those is an exception. But if it only wrote it once and logic didn't indicate otherwise, then we would have assumed that it's a principle. That's a concept of a shnei ksumayim ka'echod. And therefore, in Melamdin, we don't extrapolate from there. So as to Isvis, if we have a source 
that Sheva Kesef Kekesef by Ebed Ivri, and we have another source of Sheva Kesef Kekesef by Nezikin, how could we extrapolate from Ebed Ivri to Kedushin the, the verse of Yashiv, which taught us Sheva Kesef, it seems to be an exception, inasmuch as we have a Shnei Suvam by Kechot. This is just his question. This is just his challenge. Now here, latent within his challenge is also another source, meaning to say, inasmuch as we have a concept, if we get out of this question of Sheva Kesef of Shnei Suvam Maim Kechot, so then we'd have another place in the Torah that taught us that Sheva Kesef Kekesef, and that could be our source for Kedushin. So as of now, I would know two sources, according to Tesis. According to Tesis, how do I know Sheva Kesef Kekesef? Either because the Pasuk of Ebed Ivri, or the Pasuk of Yashiv by Nezikin. The only question is, how do we get out of this question of Shnei Ksumayim Ke'echod? So Tesis gives two answers. We're going to explain the difference between these two answers. So it says Tesis, Now, what's that mean? We need both of them. That means that theoretically, the concept of Shnei Ksumayim Ke'echod, each one's an exception, that's only true when I could have made each one of the psukim of Yashiv an independent general principle. That this is something which you can source this principle and ex- extrapolate it, extend it across Kolotar Kula. But let's say for whatever reason, we would think to limit how far we could extend the the case of Yashiv. So maybe if we couldn't extend it fully by itself, we would need a second Pasuk to extend it to make sure that that halacha was true because If that's true, that would be a basis and understanding in Tesfus. So let's see how Tesfus expresses this idea. Really, I'll tell you that it's a general principle. But without both Psukim of Eved Ivri and Ezekin, we wouldn't have known the general principle applies across the board. Why not? Because of Eved Greidel, because if it only told me the Pasuk of Yashiv to tell me that it's true by Eved Ivri, I wouldn't have known that this halacha is true in regards to Nezikin. Because we know that the Torah necessitates a payment called Meitav. When you damage someone's field, someone damages, Plony damages Amoni's field, so now, or he damages Plony's car. Plony borrows Amoni's car and crashes it. So now he wants to pay him back. So what's he have to pay him back with? He has something called Metav. I'm paying you back for my field. I have to give you my best quality field. I can't give you the cheap field, the swamp area that I'm not so interested in, but it happens to have some kind of monetary value and I'll just give you a bunch of it. I have to give you my prime real estate. Now, even if it's just a little bit because the value is so much higher, nonetheless, the mode of payment is with my prime real estate. It's made tough. And since that's a true, that's an, a, a, a halacha, which is binding in regards to damages, nazikin, v'salka daitechamina nami, I might think also, kesef tafka v'loishavya. I might think when it comes to the payment of nazikin, I'd have to give meitav of payment. So you can't give me something that has a monetary value. You have to give me the currency itself. You have to give me the best thing. The whole value of the object is because it can get me currency, or I can use it like currency. But since there's a stipulation you have to pay with metav, at least when you're paying with a field, I might think that's true by all forms of payment, and you have to pay me with currency. Therefore, I had to tell you that I need a second pasuk of Yashiv to tell me that it's true also in regards to Nezik and that I can use Sheva Kasef. Now it comes along that's in one direction. The Gabi Eved Ivri and in regards to a slave it's Trich Nami I also need a pasuk to teach me Sheva Kasef Kasef. Why? I couldn't derive it if it only had a pasuk of Yashiv in regards to Nezik why not? I would think Eved Dumid Nezik a slave is comparable to Nezik and if he was acquired through karka, through we might necessitate metav, and therefore I might need both. Meaning to say that when I go ahead and acquire for myself an evid, why am I acquiring the evid? Presumably because he owes me money. I owes me money. That's kind of similar, similar to Nazikin. And therefore, if I purchase him, I might think I need Metav. That being said, 
I have I need a pasuk for that to tell me otherwise. How do I know I can give Sheva Kasef? That necessitates a pasuk. So now, if I'm going to look at this from a holistic sense and not look at the details, what happened here? What happened was Tosa says, really, the pasuk of Yashiv, it was written just by Eved Ivri, or was written just by Nezikin. That would have sufficed to expand across the entire scope of Torah. That I would have known everywhere Sheva Kasef Kikasef. However, there'd be one place where I don't know. I would have thought, let's say in the case if I only had Evidivri, the Yashabai Evidivri, I would have thought Nazikin maybe is an exception. And therefore, in order to teach me Nazikin, in addition to everything else, that's why I need the second Pasuk. That's why I need the second Pasuk of Yashiv. That's Tosa's first answer. Inami. What's Tosa's second answer? Why isn't a Shneik Suvam Vayim Ke'echot? Ikasiv Evid Havamina. If it only wrote Yashiv in regards to Evan, I would have thought. Didin Hushanikal Alov. I would think that it's a, a, a leniency here. It's only logical to be lenient. Why? That he is able to redeem himself even with something of a monetary value but not currency. Because if his master was a non-Jew, we don't want him to be under the dominion of a non-Jew for his whole life. So we want to make him coming into his own autonomy as easy as possible. We, the Torah, want to make him coming to his own autonomous state as easy as possible. So it would, maybe we would think it's a leniency of the Torah that we allowed Sheva Kesef Kekesef. Avogabi Nazikin, but in regards to damages, there there's no concern of him being mixed in through the non-Jews. The whole concept of Nazikin is you damage, so you have to pay for the damage you did. Therefore, lo, we wouldn't say that you could use Sheva Kekesef Kekesef in regards to Nazikin. And similarly, that wouldn't be a logical uh, deduction that would be limited to Nezikin. That would be something that would actually be, be across the board, right? Anytime there's a monetary payment, there's ever a concern you're going to be mixed in with the non-Jews and you're going to be influenced negatively. Obviously not. There's something which is the unique case to the Eved. So really, all I would have known is the case of Eved. I wouldn't have known anything else. It comes along, Nezikin, and teaches me, no, extend this everywhere. It's not limited to Eved. Because of Menezikin Greda, and if it only said Yashiv in regards to damages, I wouldn't have extended it that I could use Sheva Kesef Kekesef in order to redeem a slave. Why? I would think that a monetary equivalent wouldn't be tantamount to the currency itself in regards to a slave. That he caused himself to be sold. Due to the fact that he did business with Perishvius, like Rivyesi Barchanina later on. Rivyesi Barchanina has a whole derivation over there about the, how horrible it is to do business with Perishvius. And if you do business with Perishvius, you're going to end up losing your property, and you lose your property, and you're going to lose all your money. And if you lose your money, you're going to put your house up for in a mortgage, and you're going to lose your house, and you're going to end up selling yourself to slavery and to pay off all your debts. Look over there, Dafchaf. Now, that being said, the, we might think that something unique to Evan, why? We wouldn't have known, I'm sorry, that you could extend to Evan. We might think in regards to Evan, we wouldn't go ahead and let you use Sheva Kesef because you got yourself in this bad position. Ah, you got yourself in this bad position, so you have to suffer the consequences of it and make sure that you get that currency in order to redeem yourself. But we couldn't have extended the concept of Shavakesif that we had already known from Nazikin. So now Tosis has two different answers here, and I want to explain what the difference is between the two answers. Because when it came to the first answer, the, the we theoretically could have extended the Chiddush of Shavakesif Kekesif from Ebed Ivri to everything in the Chumash besides Nazikin. Came along the Torah and wrote Yashiv by Nazikin in order to teach me that even in regards to Nazikin, we'll say Sheva Kesef Kekesef. But, what's the difference in the second answer? The second answer is coming along and saying no. Really, when it said this halacha of Yashiv by Eved Ivri, I would have thought there's a reason unique to Eved Ivri why Sheva Kesef would apply. But I wouldn't know to extend that at all. Came along the second pasuk and told me that no. This is a rule which goes across the board. And therefore, the difference really is 
What's this, what was the starting point? The starting point is this is something which is extendable across the board, except for this one exception. Well, the starting point is we thought this is an exception, and now it comes along the second pasuk, and it'll extend it across the board. That's the tension that exists between the two answers of Tisvis. But at the end of the day, what do we have? We have that Tisvis necessitates in order to learn Sheva Kasef Kekasef, we need a pasuk, a source, either from Eved Ivri or from Nezikin. Now the run, let's take a look at the run now. The run is in source 4 on the source sheet. The run has a whole different approach to go and explain why is it that we know Sheva Kesev Kekesev in regards to Kedushin. says the run as follows. Here, in regards to Kedushin, there's no Pasuk which teaches me Sheva Kesev Kekesev. So Sheva Kesev Penolim. So how did the Mishnah know that you can acquire a wife through giving Sheva Kesev? Granted, in regards to Eved Ivri and Nezikin, we necessitate a Pasuk to include Shevekesev Kekesev. Here we don't necessitate it. Why? Over there, in regards to Eved and Nezikin, each one has its unique reason why it needs to include it. The Kabe Eved, because in regards to an Eved, Salkadai Techamina, I would have thought, Kevin Shemagare Pedirnevi Yetzeba Kurchel Shilrabi, since he can pay off the purchase price that his master paid to attain the ownership of the services of the slave, even against the will of the owner, therefore the owner would have an ability, he would have a privilege. Delaymalay Rabbi, his owner could say to him, Zil Torch Vezovin, go. You work, for, I don't work for you, you work for me. You want to give me an object of monetary value? Go sell it, and I see Lee, and bring me the money. I'm not taking this object. Therefore, the Hachi Therefore, in order to say that that logic is not true, it comes along the Torah and says, Yashiv, that he can actually give him Shevakasav as well. Avalagabi Kedushin, but in regards to Kedushin, our Sugya, Inasmuch as she wants this object, and she's fine with receiving Shevakasef. We don't necessitate a Pasuk to include it. Because logic dictates to us anything which is in this kind of circumstance, a man's, a person's giving an object and a person who is the seller wants it as his means of sale, then Sheva Kesu So comes along the Ran. And the Ran says, it's a Svara, a simple Svara. They both want it, so why not? It has a value. So relate to the object based off its value. So here we have a fundamental Machlekes, whereas in the world of Tosfus, in order to come up with a basis for the Mishnah to make this claim of Sheva Kesef Kekesef, you need a source, you need a Pasuk, you need a Yoshiv, either written by Ebed Ivri or by Nazikin. Whereas according to the Ran, they're both happy. You don't need a proof, you don't need a source, Sheva Kesef Kekesef. It's obvious, it's a small logic dictates that it should work. Why not? A fundamental dispute. In that dispute, we have to go ahead and explain. So now, if you read this carefully, this Ran, you'll notice that the Ran never told us what the Svara was, why we need a Pasuk specifically in regards to Nazikin. So for that purpose, I brought you the Ramban in Source 6. According to the, the, the Ramban, the Ramban brings the same exact logical explanation of why I would need a Pasuk specifically in regards to Evid. There'd be this claim, it's unfair against its master. It says the Ramban, V'chin gabi Nazikin. And similarly, in regards to Nazikin, Salka I would think that you couldn't pay off damages against the damages will with an object. I'd have to give the optimal payment the same way I have to when I pay back with the field. Paying back the same the the, the best field, so do I have to pay you back with the same the best metal in which are currency? the pasuk. But the same way the When it comes to a transaction, since they both agree to Shavakesef, Kekesef who Shavishim Shavin. 
It said the, the object is tantamount to money itself, and as both of them want it, both of them agree. So that would be the, the stance that we have to express against Tesis. So I brought you here a Pnei Yeshua in Source 7. The Pnei Yeshua brings a Marshal. The Marshal is bothered. How come the Tesis only asks from Ebed Ivri, you know, that number one, he should have asked from Ezekiel as well. And secondly, he's bothered, how come we at all have to bring a source? We really should just say, Shevek Hesef Kekesef is a Svar, in the same way the Ram did. Now the Pnei Yeshua goes ahead and addresses and says, really, you know, the reason why we ask from Ebed Ivri is first of all because it's in our Masechta, and therefore it's better to bring something from Masechta than from somewhere else. And secondly, because the the acquisition of an Evadivri, the redemption of an Evadivri, is more similar to that of an Isha. It's more similar to that of Kedushin as opposed to Nazikin. But Nazikin still should have been brought because it made the question stronger. But even still, yes, the Pnei Yeshua, I'm sorry, how could the Ran go ahead and say Sheva Kesef Kekesef is a Svara? Inasmuch as the only reason we know Kedushin Kesef works from Xeris HaKasev, Maybe the Gzeris HaKasav limited the Kinyan to that which occurred by Steyafrin. Steyafrin was Kedushe Kesef, Mamish. And therefore, inasmuch as Steyafrin is Kedushe Kesef, Mamish, so therefore, who told you that you could extend it? Maybe that was the Gzeris HaKasav, even though it's against the Svara. So then he apologizes. He says, Aye, but the Ran came along and said that it is a Svara. That what? That since they both won it, so it's fine. Yes, the Pnei Yeshua, simple question. What would happen in a case where a lady appoints a shliach, a messenger, to go ahead and accept Kedushin for her? The shliach goes, and instead of accepting currency, he accepted Sheva Kesef. So now, we don't have the fact that she wants it, that she's okay with it. And nonetheless, we know that Sheva Kesef works. We know that you're able to do Kedushin. So the fact that there's no qualification of when Shevakes is applicable, it sounds like it works across the board, and nonetheless you're able to do it when a Shliach is the one being Makadashil. So it sounds like we don't need the Das, we don't need the opinion of the woman in order to go ahead and create the Shevakes of Kikasef. So why is that? Difficult. So this Yeshua is putting out here two questions, two very strong questions on the stance of the Ran. Number one, how can you say it's a Svara? Maybe it's limited to Xerzakasav. And secondly, that's fine and dandy when the lady is sticking out her hand, you can say Shevakasav Kekasav. But how does that apply when she's getting married through a Shliach? So now it comes along the Avni Miluyim. The Avni Miluyim is in Simen Chavzayin, Sifkat and Gimel. I'm not going to read it because if we read it, we're not going to be able to finish today. But the Avni Miluyim, in short comes along and wants to explain the svara of Sheva Kesef Kekesef. He says that Sheva Kekesef Kesef means that there's a concept called Achshave, that a person can go ahead and he can give something a value based off the fact that that's what, how he views it as. So, comes along the Avni Meluim and explains as follows, that inasmuch as the woman who's accepting the Kedushin views this object as something of monetary value, she makes, that thought makes this object tantamount to currency itself. What makes something currency? The fact that she goes ahead and gives it a value. So currency objectively has a value. Now obviously there's an objective value to objects as well, but she has to view it as such. She has to relate to the object vis-a-vis the value that's inherent to it. So what makes us relate to this object as something of value, the fact that the woman herself relates to the object as a value. That's called Achshavei. And that's in short, the entire Svar of the Avdemiluyim, why do we need her to agree? What's the Svara here? The Svara is, she's being Machshiv, the object as something of monetary value as opposed to being the object itself. Now obviously if the Avdemiluyim is here, he would defend himself from what I'm just about to say. But it's hard to imagine that this is the true explanation of what's going on here. We're going to attack this from multiple angles. First of all, let's take a look at the Ran. The Ran says as follows. The Ran ended off, that says, The Indian makne b'kol makum sheshnehem misratzim b'davar 
In regards to transactions, any time that both of them agree to that, agree to this, then logic dictates that it's obvious that Shemek Hesef should be Kekesef. Now, according to Abnim Eluyim, what's the principle here? The principle is that inasmuch as she relates to the object vis-a-vis its monetary value, so that's tantamount to money itself. That's currency. The Ran says, Sheshnehem Misratzim. They both have to want. They both have to agree. According to the Avnim Luyim, the man's a non-player here. She's the one who's determining whether or not this object is usable as a currency. Not him. So why does it have to be Sheshnehem Misratzim? That's question number one. That's also precise in the Ramban. The Ramban says, Came in the Nicha Lehu. Lehu, Belashen Rabin, plural. As opposed to Nicha Labashev Kesef. Then Kekesefu, Shayishnehem Shavim. But again, we're stressing the fact that both of them have to agree. It's not a one-sided achshavei that she's considering it money, so therefore it is. Secondly, another question on the Avni Miluyim. The Avni Miluyim is that she can create a monetary value, that she can create this to be money. She can change this object into be money. She makes it into money through a thought process. What is the Ramban Svara? The Ramban Svara is... Any time that it says kesef in regards to a kinyan, shevek kesef the same exact thing. Now the svar of the Ramban seems to be that the two things are synonymous: kesef, shevek currency, object of value. The two things have a value, and that's what we're interested in. They're synonymous. According to the Avni Miluyim, that's not true. It's not shevek is equal to kesef in all circumstances. It's that Sheva Kesef can become Kesef in a circumstance where the, per- the seller agrees to accept the Sheva Kesef as Kesef. The seller can make the Sheva Kesef into Kesef. It's not, it's not a basic svar which goes across the board. So the, the svar that Ramban says also doesn't fit in line with the explanation of the Avni Miluyim. I'd ask a third question on the Avni Miluyim. According to both the Ramban and the Ran, what's the whole reason why we need a Pasuk for Eved Ivri or Nazikin. So let's talk, take Eved Ivri. Eved Ivri, there's an external Svara, Svara Chitzayna. Nothing to do inherently that we need a Pasuk for Eved Ivri. Just there's a Svara that might tell us, you know, maybe this is different. Maybe the master has a claim, and that claim is that you can't make me work, you work for me, so I'm not going to go ahead and sell this object. So in order so that we don't say that logical statement, we'll bring a Pasuk to tell you Sheva Kesef works. Now what did the Pasuk teach me? The Pasuk taught me that this is a normal case of Kenyan Kesef. It didn't do anything more than that. What does that mean then? How can Sheva Kesef work? Sheva Kesef works because this is a normal case of Kenyan Kesef. Don't say this, don't extend this logic and say that, you know what, maybe everybody is different, you can't make the, husband, the, the owner work. Right, the husband, the owner can't, uh, you can't make the owner, you can't, you can't make the owner work, you can give him Sheva Kesef. We never taught a halacha here, we never have to come and say an additional svara that maybe this is different because we necessitate her to make this Kesef into, Sheva Kesef into Kesef. No way, the base svara is, Sheva Kesef is Kesef. I hear maybe there's an exception, maybe there's a problem, the master is not going to be happy and you're making the master work and he can't make his master work. No, no, he can make his master work. Aye, but where do we see that the, the master has to view this money as being a valid means of payment? Where do we have to see that the master makes the Sheva Kesef into Kesef? That we don't see. He doesn't need to do that. Because the Sheva Kesef definitionally is something of value. That's money, that's currency, it's, it's synonymous. So this is going to be this is a major question on Avni Miluyim. The whole Svara that the Ramban and the Ran are speaking out is indicative of the fact that they didn't understand that there's a necessity for an Akshavei. The value of Sheva Kesef to being Kesef seems to be inherent. It doesn't need anything outside of it. And that's true. Number one, we have to understand what's the Svaras of Sheva Kesef. Right? We have to address the Pnei questions. And we have to address why someone would disagree. So now, in order to address this, let's talk Svara here. In Svara, how do we understand how every Kenyan Kesef works? So if you asked me, I would have said, 
that every Kenyan Kesef works because right now Ruvain owns an object and Shimon wants to buy it. So what happened? Shimon gives money and through giving money, the giving of the money creates a Kenyan. And therefore, that gives me the... That puts the object into the domain of Shimon through the giving of the money. It creates the change of ownership. That's what creates the Kenyan. And I think that's pretty straightforward. The giving of the money is what goes ahead and causes the Kenyan to take effect. Now, if that's true, it's difficult. How would we know that Shava Kesef can also create a Kenyan? If we're creating a Chalais, we're changing a change of status, maybe that is only able to be created through the the purest form of what's been stated. So we need Kesef, you want to make a Kenyan Kesef, so then it says state's currency, you can't use an object. So how could we go ahead and explain the Svara of the Ran? So now for that reason, I brought you the Sma. We're not going to read the Sma inside just due to lack of time, I didn't really try not to go over an hour, but I'll explain it to you outside. The way I just explained to you Kenyan Kesef, what happened really is that the the purchaser gives money to the seller. Through the giving of the money, that's what's going to create the Kenyan. The seller is giving the object because the purchaser gave him money. That's, that was the explanation. The Sma, I think, is saying the exact opposite. The Sma, the Sma is saying that every Kenyan Kesev, essentially, is that since you are taking, you're able to have this object due to the fact that you're going to give me its value. What does that mean? What it means is as follows. It means that every time you buy something, really what's happening, you go to a store. What's the store doing? The store wants you, is providing you with an object. Now obviously they're providing you with the object in order to go ahead and they'll give money for it. But really what it's doing, what it's providing, a store is not a place for the owner to get money. A store is a place for the client, Right? And the client is servicing, we're saying they're serving a client. And therefore, the way they service a client is providing an object. So a sale really is, according to the SMA, a sale is a transaction, it's a giving over of an object, and that's done, the stipulation of doing so, is that when you give the value of that object in return, you, the purchaser, can acquire this object with the, with the, by virtue of the fact that you give over the value of that object that you're taking. So it's not that the, 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 the crux of it is that it's not the money which is creating the change of ownership, but the change, the giving over of the object creates the obligation to pay the money. The difference is once that's true, that the giving of the object creates the obligation to give money, that's the understanding, the, me- the, the mechanism through which the Kenyan Kesef takes effect. So now that means every time you purchase something, anytime you go ahead and make an acquisition through Kesef, really what you're doing is you're not creating a change in state through a passing over of money, but you're really just paying off the debt that you took upon yourself by virtue of the fact that you agreed to change ownership. You took the object with that, that you're obligated to pay its value. But the payment of value is paying off something, it's, a, it's almost like a pre-round chov. It's not, it's not the giving over the kesef that made the change of state. The change of state is that he gave you the object by virtue of the fact that you're paying it back. So even if you pay it up front, what are you paying? You're prepaying. You're, paying, you're giving over the value for the object that you're going to have. That being said... So then the Ran is unbelievable. Comes along the Ran, the Ramban. Why do I need both of their opinions? Why do I need them both to agree? Because both of them, by birth of them agreeing, what's really happening? They're both saying that this is something of value. This is something that we both agree is the value. They're setting up the amount necessary in order to agree to the Kedushin. How do we both know? How much is the lady worth? So the lady has to agree, and the husband has to agree. Now that we both set the terms, so she's giving over her kedushin by virtue of the fact that you're paying, it's giving over its value. Which value? The value both agreed upon. So who cares if it's kesef? Who cares if it's shavak kesef? Now Tursus, in a certain way, is going to agree to this. Tursus is going to agree to the sma, that really every time you have a kinyan kesef, it works like the sma, that the kesef is not creating the chalais, 
But the chalus is created by the fact that you're going to pay for the object, which is transferred into Rishos. So that being said, why do I need a Pasuk? Seemingly, Sheva Kesef is tantamount to uh, Kesef itself. For that, we would say there's a Svara, a limited Svara by each one, by Evid Ivri, there's a Svara to tell me that I might think I need a certain type of payment. It's not fair to the owner, or by Nazikin, I think, might think I need Meitav, it's not a legitimate payment. But obviously, in, our, in regards to other cases, other circumstances, Sheva Kesef Kekesef works like any time you pay off a loan. Whereas when it comes to the Ran, the Ramban, they would say the opposite. Obviously, it works. It's not something that I would need. I, don't, I wouldn't think I need something additional. But I might think that the, but even though every Sheva Kesef Kekesef is legitimate, I might think that there's an additional lacking here in the Kenyan that I have to circumvent. You're right, Sheva Kesef Kekesef. True. But here this is something I have to avoid. There's going to be a claim against me. I'm making the master work. And therefore, to get out of that, so then, that, that's why we need a Pasuk. So as according to Tosis, the reason I need a Pasuk is because I th- might think I need a, a super payment here in regards to Evid or in regards to Nazikin. Kamash the Pasuk, you don't need a super payment. The regular normative payment of Sheva Kesef Kesef works. It's a Piraun. Whereas according to the Ramban, always we knew it was a Piraun. There's just, we thought there was something which is detracting. And that's the source of Machlokas. But really, in regards to King, the, the, the essence of Kinin Kesef, everyone agrees. You're giving over a Chayfetz by virtue of the fact that the, the, the purchaser is going to give you its value in exchange. The Ramban needs that both of them agree to the value because in order to create a psika, in order to create, ascertain the value of this transfer, we need both of them to agree upon it. Like every transaction... But now let's hear this. We can also answer up the Pnei Yeshua's question. The Pnei Yeshua asked, how could it be that we can say Sheva Kesef Kesef is a Svara? If it's a Svara, that's fine and dandy when the woman herself sticks out her hand and accepts the Kedushin. But how could it be then that the Shliach can also accept Kedushin? We don't have, let's say, the and we don't have an Achshavei of the woman making it that Sheva Kesef is Kesef, which allows the Chalos Kedushin to come into effect. There we can answer as follows. She made a Shliach. The Shliach is going ahead and accepting Kedushin. She didn't predetermine, pre-stipulate with the Shliach how much money to take. The Shliach will determine. She's, the, the Shliach is the trusted confidant and uh, emissary of this woman to accept her Kedushin. The Shliach will determine the value. So the same way that the Shliach can determine the amount that's necessary in order to create the Chalus Kedushin, she can also determine, the Shliach, I'm sorry, can also determine the quality of payment as well. So if the Shliach is fine with accepting a payment of Sheva Kesef, that's like anytime there's a Prius Balchov, anytime you're paying off something, we can accept that value as well. So why not? So that's why it's not a problem. The Shliach, you have an issue. There's no issue. The shliach determines the amount and so forth too. The shliach can determine the quality. Also, in regards to the gzeris akasev, the whole question of gzeris akasev, how do you know you can use sheva kasev kekasev svaro? Maybe the fact that the Torah said kasev was specific and you can't extend that to anywhere else. According to us, according to the smart, it's not schwer, it's not difficult. Why not? Because that whole question is assuming that the giving of the sheva kasev that acquisition's creating, it's, it, the giving of the money is creating a chalais. But if it's a Kenyan Kesef, a normal Kenyan Kesef, giving of the money doesn't create a chalais. She's giving you the exclusive rights to Ishis with that that you're giving her its value. And therefore, it's no, there's, no, there's no magic trick, there's no magical chalais Kenyan which is created by the giving of the money. The transfer of those rights obligate you to pay for them. Aye, they obligate you to pay for them. So pay for them with money. Very good. So kolotara kula, sheva kesef is tantamount to kesef. So so too also, there's not an exception that would answer up the Pnei Yeshua's two kashas and tosvas. So again, how we're coming out, a, a new look in kinning kesef. Kinning kesef doesn't mean that giving money creates a chalus that I become now the owner. Kinin Kesef means that you're given an object with that that you are willing to pay its value back in return. That's universally agreed upon. Tusfus had a Hava Mina that really 
In regards to Evid Ivri and Ezekiel, you need a super payment. There's a svar by each one. And therefore the Pasuk came along and told us it's not true. Sheva Kesef Kekesef. There's no need for a super payment. The Ran, the Ramban, said no. Everywhere across the board, Sheva Kesef Kekesef is a svara. Here we might think there's something detracting from the payment. You don't need a super payment. There's a svar detracting from it. To that, the Pasuk tells us no, that svar is not true. And there, that would, that's the, the crux of the Machlikis between the Tesis and the Ran. I, the Ran, had two questions from the Pnei Yeshua. First of all, Kesef maybe is Xeris HaKosev. And second of all, how could the Shriach appoint, uh, determine that Sheva Kesef is also legitimate, that only a lady can do? Then we answered no. Really, Sheva Kesef Kesef is a Svara. Ah, it says money in the Pasuk. That's just telling you you can use Kenyan Kesef. But once I can use Kenyan Kesef with this new definition, I'm just giving you the value for that which you gave to me. Giving a value can be done with a currency or an object. Ah, what are you going to ask? How could the Shriach do it? The Shriach, the same way the Shriach can determine the value, it can also determine the type of currency as well. Why does the Ran need the Ritzui of both of them, of both the husband-to-be and the wife-to-be. Obviously, it can't be for the achshavei of the avnim luyim. So it must be that it's there for the psik. It's determining the value. Once we determine the value of how much this kedushin is going to go for, then it follows normative dinim of kinin kesef. That's it for the shir today. I apologize we went a minute and a half late, but uh, I think it was worth the sikum in order just to make sure that they have clarity. If you have any questions... Please feel to reach out. Looking forward. Hatzlach Araba, Mirza Hashem. Next week we're going to start the Gemara.